With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to a very special episode of the Line of the Honest Week podcast. On Saturday, myself, Will, Tom, James and Eddie were fortunate enough to be able to interview a bona fide Bolton Wanderers legend, Kevin Davis. It's all about his time at Bolton, his England cap, what he thinks of Dougie Freeman and, of course, that goal against Bayern Munich. Without further ado then, here's episode 127 of the Line of the Honest Week podcast with Super Kevin Davis. We'll say congratulations on becoming the, the player of the decade as voted yeah. for a lot of fans. That must be such a fantastic honour for you. Yeah, it was good actually. I mean, I picked up on Twitter and got all my family to vote. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's nice obviously to tell these polls and be recognised by you know the, the fans here. Obviously, it was a great period of time. I've done quite a few sort of interview, interviews recently. You know, picking a best eleven and it's full of bottom players. So we had a you know great team and you know we look back over those years and we had success and obviously it's difficult now but it was a good period for the club I think. yeah I'd say there's, there's two standout highlights in the, in the decade anyway we'll go firstly with the England call up yeah and what was that like as an experience firstly to get the call up and how did uh, everyone at Bolton react to it yeah I think for me personally obviously very proud to get the call been in sort of a lot of the standby squads alongside Gary Cale at the time and obviously he made an impression and went on to captain which was brilliant um, but yeah a bit frustrated around the period just you want to get that opportunity to to try and get then obviously you get a little bit older and older you think yeah. the, the opportunity's going to go but it was nice to, to get the call up and the whole week I just went down with the mentality to work hard try and make an impression try and stay in the squad which I a bit disappointed I wasn't actually because I thought I did okay uh, but that's the way football went but it was nice to, to get down there and obviously a big a big time for, for my family and everyone and friends you know a lot of us travelled down to the game. I can't remember too much about the, the game actually coming on. I don't, I don't think I've actually ever watched it back. But, <laughs> um, yeah, there's a few videos from you know, the family in the crowd and mm-hmm. you know, he's coming on and stuff. And it's just just nice to get on there and, and get a cap, even though he's only the one. Really. Yeah. I think one of the overriding memories, and I think you, we've said this before, is there was a Stoke game, I think, that we had the weekend after. And the announcer then, when the teams were read out, is and England international. Game <laughs> <laughs> I can't miss that one. Well, no, the, 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 the roar that we had there was like we yeah. saw a goal. I mean, yeah. from a fan's perspective, it sort of highlights the great relationship that you had. With yeah, England I kind of felt that from from the fans as well. You know, so many, you know, you go back and look over reports and look over Twitter and whatever, and so everyone was just so pleased. And I think that was quite a nice. And I, I did it, did actually feel that from the fans that they were so proud that you know I was captain at the time and whatever, just to. To go and put the English shirt on because they all know, or can you probably what it would have meant to me really? So um, yeah, it was it was good actually. So um, just try to enjoy the whole occasion and getting on. It wasn't the best game if I'm if I'm honest, but um, had a little chance early on, which you know when a different day goes in. Uh, got a good well, but you know it was a good experience. And obviously disappointed when the call came to Elden in the following game. I think it was a friendly against France or someone. I was I was gutted actually, uh, but. 
So good. Yeah, typical as well of a Bolton player, especially given your time in the career getting booked out in the heat. Yeah, as well. I actually thought I was going to be sent off. <laughs> uh, so I was quite relieved when it was yellow. But the guy, you know, was, again, we'd had a bit of experience playing in, in Europe here, and you know, he, he made a loud scream, went down very over the top and bottom trouble here. But um, really you must be used to those though, all the time. Yeah, yeah, but you know, he's coming on, and it's you know, you just kind of get a bit excited, and it's a win win. You know, I just obviously went for the ball, just caught two weeks before arm rather than the other, and he went down like a... <laughs> I was going to say, is there like, can you differentiate the screen between a yellow and a red? He's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no, no. like, oh, I'm, I'm safe there. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it, was, it was a great way to finish. I remember just seeing all the family afterwards in the lounge and you know, kids coming in and meeting some of the players that we've you know, played against over the years. It was just brilliant for everyone involved. Really, so. yeah, it was good. Yeah, it must yeah. have been a great occasion because I think sort of every kid's dream is to go out play in front of Webley and just, you know, have that opportunity to go out there and play it must have been. Yeah, it was, it was just, I just remember just being in the dressing room and this, the, you know, the, the guys, the, the kid men were brilliant, you know, getting my shirt and going around getting signed by all the players and I'm like looking, there's all bits of England kit on the floor and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm just bagging it all. Do you yeah. feel as though that was the best football that you were playing in your career at that I think time? So. Yeah, I think obviously there's more to my game than the goals. I mean, I sometimes look back and think, you know, I didn't score a massive amount of goals, but it was, my game was a bit different, you know, in terms of bringing other people in and, and trying to resolve that winning the games for me, really. Um, the goals were just a bonus, but yeah, I think uh, over that period of time, it, it was, you know, I was confident and playing well at the time. and disappointing not to have gotten the squad a little bit sooner if I'm honest. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bottom players I think that could say that around that time. Matthew yeah. Taylor, Gary Cahill. Yeah. 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 I mean it is ridiculous. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean he should definitely be given the opportunity but you know football's uh, can be painful sometimes I'm sure I'll be a bit, a bit disappointed but you know he had a great career as well so um, hopefully he'll be back in London soon. Yeah. Yeah, I know you wanted to go back into management, but when you first first time, were there any offers there initially, or was it just coaching? Or um, it, was, it was a weird one. Obviously, the way I left here, my you know, in my head, I would have left here. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't have left here. I'd have, I'd have stayed here and retired here and gone. The mentality was that I was going to fix of. Not because I deserved anything, because I've done all my badges, you know, I've just been back to university and done a degree. I felt I would definitely have had something to offer. And at the time, doing the coaching was about getting a bit of an experience. It's hard work even to get in here, which is a bit of a disgrace, really. To even go and coach at the academy, I was having to go through the club and stuff, and having to, you know, almost like they're doing me a favour yeah. to let me go and coach the kids at the, at the academy, which is just ridiculous, you know, it's what I could pass on to the kids in terms of. Them learning and obviously me learning the job with some role maybe further down the line here was what I was thinking, but obviously things change quickly in football and you have to move on. So um, I always wanted to have a go at managing and obviously the Southport job I applied for and got. Um, it was it was a tough it was a sort of tough back to fire in terms of what where the club was. It was in a real big mess at the time and a lot of sorting out to do and took a, a good while to get through that and get the squad sorted. And obviously then I left at the end of of that, that season which was a decision made mutually by both of us and we moved on and you know got the eight months in there I thought I did an okay job in the end obviously we started to turn it around and you know recruiting players for the following season which we'd already done which we were playing now and I think we're doing okay at the moment so um, managing was tough I'm not sure 
where I'm going to go back down. Oh, is, it is it something you're going to look to try and have another go at? I'm not sure. It's not something at the top of my list at the moment. I think you know I wanted to give it a go and I gave it my all. Thought I did an okay job. Um, you know, in terms of what I did at Southport, the, the process I put in place, it was a lot of hard, dirty work within a short space of time. It was tough. Uh, you know, managing up words, the coaching and stuff was was good fun. I enjoyed all the players stuff, but actually managing up words and keeping a, a chairman who's putting a bit of money and happy was difficult. Keeping you know. In terms of where they want to go very quickly, it takes a bit more time. But uh, I think you know, I enjoy the coaching. I enjoy my lads playing at the moment, so I'll go and join in and put a session in for them. Actually, quite enjoy doing it with, with the youngsters more than probably I did with. In terms of managing, when you have to make all those big decisions, it was hard. Even yeah. players out, found it difficult. Because <laughs> right? that's just the way I am, really. So, I, like down there, you only get five subs on a day. So. <laughs> 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 no, no, yeah, it would have been, been great to have you back in the in the coaching setup. I think I think a lot of the fans are of the opinion that it'd be great to have a lot of the ex players come back and whether it, you know I, I think yours has been mentioned more than anyone really come yeah, back. Yeah, Grace's job was about yeah. 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 I think I bumped into UC um, doing the BT sports stuff and you know it was Andy Rickson. I think he's not. Has he left there? I don't know if he's gone to Shrewsbury or somewhere, has he? I'm not sure. There's rumours he's, he's, he's going back on to Finland. Yeah, because Will's still over here playing for Crew. Quite right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if if he's not, I mean, obviously there's someone in at the moment, but he should be just, you know, he should be passing on his experience because Yusuf, as an example, was just an animal. The way he, you know, when I first came in 2003 pre-season, he was just a monster. The way. He, he, you know, Fred Barber was pre-season was tough anyway, but we'd go past the keepers and look at the drills they were doing and he was just, you know, it's just where he was, he wanted to be the best, incredibly hard working in the gym, he wanted to be the, the guy that lifted the most weights, the smallest, you know, 5k stronger like Talvin, he couldn't start annoying me, be in the middle <laughs> trying to be, him. that's just the competitive nature he was, but he, um, you know, he should be used by the club, but it's a totally different debate. I mean, Stelios and people, Ricardo Garner, he found it hard to get access to the club to come in and, you know, get the hours in for the coaching badges. Stelios and you know, almost begging at times, which is just it's so disappointing. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you see Stelios, I mean, was it the um, championship season? He was at the West Brom yeah, yeah, away, wasn't it? Yeah, there's the still that affinity. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, it's about what we kind of created in, at, at that time. And I'm not saying, you know, I've, I've had a few little debates about this on Twitter. It's not because you play there, you, you automatically deserve the job. You know, Stelios has got his pro license. He, you know, he's won seven leagues in Greece, won the Euros. He knows what he's talking about, um, and he's, he's a good coach. I've seen him working. So, I just hope somewhere down the line, I know it's new owners, but they can kind of try and, if there's opportunities for players to get involved, just try and involve them somewhere. There was a precedent. You know, if they're the right, per- yeah, the right person for the job, you know, come and have an interview, or you know, put your put your cards on the table. But they should. And I think for players as well, you see other players who have not done so much for a club, who've been there three, four, five years at other clubs. And they're going in there and they're almost ambassadors and you're looking there thinking what we did for the club and get treated like yeah. the way we treated it. Yeah, it does hurt a little bit. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, you look back through the years and you think there was great players in pretty much every era that we've had, but yeah. in terms of the era that you were part of, that was the first time I think probably that you had a full squad that were so recognised like that yeah. as a group. And I think to bring them back at a coaching yeah. level and have them you know, brought back yeah. together a bit. I think it just felt like the whole club, the fans, the community, you know, the players, we were out there doing all the appearances which we loved doing. All the staff, not just the, the support staff, but all the staff at the club, we'd have events throughout the year. It just felt like everyone was connected. It was a real, kind of the soul was brilliant and stuff. And I think things changed over the years and it got pulled apart. And that was uh, was difficult to be part of. But that kind of the core and the heights when we you know, get close to Champions League, it was just an amazing place to come in and work. It felt like everyone was just like connected in terms of the town and what we were doing on the pitch at one. Sort of appreciate that, and we appreciate everything 
that was coming back to us as well, but obviously Sam created that. Yeah. And it was a special kind of thing, and that's why all these players that have, have you know, won things around the world and things just have still got a fondness for the club. I was going to say because some of a lot of them, or some of them, even just followed Sam around, didn't they? After a while, <laughs> yeah. and they were then following him around and thinking, well, if that works, then, then let's carry on yeah. for us as long as we can. Yeah. But, I mean, it was a bit of a trailblazer, I think, Sam, in terms of what he created with the staff because we. I mean, it was a great place to come in. We'd socialise together, you know, we'd go out for a beer after yeah. a win or whatever, coming on something, a bit on go, and Sam was there. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you know, it wasn't on because he There's a few other things like, you know, me and Kevin Nolan got randomly tested for alcohol on Sunday and a warm down. We didn't swab you. Physio coming in, do it to Sam, he went bright purple. He just walked Kevin would be a little bit pink, but you know, we'll be okay. Yeah, he encouraged the boys to, he almost said, yes, the young boys are 100 quid, we have a good night out with the lads. Because we had that team spirit supporting that. Yeah, it's quite yeah. incredible, especially because it was quite an international contingent. Like, you obviously you had Campo, Joe here, Falcaccio, and then players joining later. International superstars like Nakata and all yeah. that sort of stuff. It's quite incredible that you yeah. got that team spirit and just kept pushing on for. I think it's. On this I think again, it's the, the staff. You know, player liaisons, all these kind of things. The families were, were looked after so that the player could then just focus on playing football. Yeah. So players just came in and they just found it quite easy to settle in. We talked about players coming now. It might take them six months or ten months when they're not doing so well. It's a bad sign in, in the end. But the players could just come in and, and be part of the group, you know, straight into the, the group as a whole. They were, you know, it was a great dressing room, good bit of fun in there, you know, stories and nights out. And, you know, we, we, we worked really hard as a group. And it was just easy for players to come in and set up, you know, in the area, Manchester, where they live. They were looked after. And, um, you know, that's credit to the, the staff again that looked after us. We were kind of spoiled in a way, but we were sort of. Everyone had their jobs to give us the success that we needed to go on and you know, try and you know, yeah. finish the Was that the kind of vibe you got when you first joined us for pre-season in yeah. 2003? Yeah, it just felt right, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's a bit of luck, you just stumble, you know, being released from Southampton was difficult. I wasn't quite sure where I was going, but I always believed I could still um, play in the Premier League, and obviously Sam recognised that and gave me that opportunity, which, was, which I took, I suppose. It was a hard sort of pre-season where four sessions a day, got in shape, and obviously he pulled me on the Friday before the my new game and said, Are you ready? I said, Yes, we'll be starting tomorrow. It's kind of kind of <laughs> worth it. Oh, baptism, <laughs> baptism of fire, yeah, yeah, wasn't it? Man United. Lost 4 0. It was an amazing season, though, that, that first season. Yeah. My big part of it as well. We played every game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we got to the cup final, which was a bit disappointing, but I think it was the first season to, to come in. and you know, it, was, it was difficult being released, I must say, from Southampton because you're not quite sure where the next contract's coming and you've got a yeah. Championship League one or you don't quite know. but to come in the lot, I just felt at home straight away with the players, the English lads in there and the, and the foreigners. It was just a great place to come and work, really. How about George Bird Company's the mistake that he made? Uh, <laughs> I, remember, no, I remember reading that there was a was it a first team versus reserve team game. Yeah, but exactly. that's somebody who didn't didn't get picked and yeah, he got picked in the reserve team, so it was kind of exactly finishing eighth. I mean it's a bit of a Yeah, it's nice to I did love my time in Southampton. Gordon Strachan was the manager that came in and I played two games in about a year and a half just didn't get on at all, really. So I went out on loan just to get some game time, let people show up and still do a job, get fit, because I wasn't playing much. Went to Millwall on loan, did okay, came back and tried to get back in the squad and things, but I knew he was never going to get a contract there. So it was, uh, it was nice to go back the following season. I think I scored the winner 
I, I gave him a little bit of that. Rightly <laughs> 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 so. Great. But I think as the year progressed, just to go back to what we were saying about how easy it was to feel integrated, and obviously you felt that at the very start, and then obviously as the years went by, you then became the senior players, you and Kevin Nolan, and then you'd see the younger players coming in like yourself, and you, I'm so, sure you could sort of relate to that and think, you know, put an arm around them and just say, look, we're all, this is what we're all about, and, you know, it, it's great to see them sort of come through the same level, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, the good, good group of players, and I think um, as you get older, you get a bit more mature, and it takes... Yeah. You're still quite young, aren't you? But <laughs> you get to your thirties, and you know, towards your thirties, you have children. You sort of changes a lot of, of your behaviours. I think, and you become a bit more responsible. I think you grow up really. Yeah, because um, obviously you went through and you had that game time out alone, and you think, well, you must have been there. You know how it's done, and yeah. you can sort of relate to that. I think. Yeah, I did things when I was younger. I thought I look back and think, what an idiot. You know, <laughs> like for instance, and striking, he wasn't picking me. I was just stomping off and getting my car and blasting out the car park. And you look back and think, I was twenty. Two or three, you think, well, you know, stupid, you should just stay and support yeah. the boys. And but you, you know, I, you can you can see that behaviour sometimes in some of the young players. You just say, hey, hang on, mate, come here. Yeah. It's, I know you're a bit, a bit, you know, upset, whatever. But just just do this, and yeah. that's what you, you do. You, you go on your mistakes, and you pass that sort of wisdom on to some of the young players yeah. because you can see, you know, not playing or not being in the squads, it's upsetting. But you just say, look, when you get the opportunity, just keep working hard. And all these little things you're doing as a senior player, you just. It just comes a bit more natural as you get older, and particularly if you're captain as well, you just feel a bit more sort of responsibility towards some of the younger players and some of the older ones like Juve had to yeah. try and control as well. We're going to get the ones that He was brilliant. He was, um, you know, he has his moments, and I, th- I think if you were neutral looking, you think, oof, you want to show, but he was, uh, he was harmless to be fair. He was, he was, just, he was just a big personality and he was good for the dressing room. So. Such a talented player as well. He was, yeah. Yeah, to play off it must have been yeah he's clever wasn't he I mean yeah. in today's day he would be causing havoc with the AR wouldn't he no, <laughs> 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 oh. they'd be on it you know, shirt and everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, you know for me he was clever he'd, he'd, you know, he'd get his body in and he'd earn the fouls through his skill it wasn't dying it was just being clever mm-hmm. and he knew how dangerous we were from set pieces so he was uh, he was good at that and he was obviously his delivery was, was fantastic as well but yeah. really enjoyed uh, being around him actually he was good company yeah because I was going to say both of your games were quite similar in, in that, you know, in nowadays football it would be so different, the decisions yeah. given. I mean, how do you see your game being affected by VAR? You know, if, if, if that was in play 10 years ago, you know, how many, you know, well, goals would more you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always feel, people bring that up, I, I was committed, I, I, I can't think of any moments where I've intentionally gone to hurt someone, I've always thought, it's a chance to get the ball then, the man. Yeah. Fair challenge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, again, it was just more of an unintentional reputation. Yeah. Well, I was lucky, I caught, I came in, I was playing football in 93. Yeah. So, you know, and I'd grown up on a tough estate in Sheffield, and it was, I was playing against boys who were you know, 10 years older than me when I was 8, 9, so I was getting roughed up, and you had to be tough to not survive because it's not boring. Really. But, <laughs> you know, you weren't allowed to shake anything, and that's where I learned to, to look after myself, really. But um, I think now that see the force when someone's going a bit of force now you're probably going to get sent off I think even if you take the ball first so you, don't, you, you have to you have to adjust the referees generally will come in at the start of the season and tell you about the changes that will happen in the season and obviously the manager will pass yeah. them on and you just say you've got to be careful not to do this or this because you're going to get yourself in trouble so you've got to take those things on board you've got to adapt your game you need to battle or a derby game or something you know you want to go and make a, a committed tackle because that sometimes lifts the players it lifts the crowd even you know just yeah. 
know, it's not the best game, it's not going your way, that just could give everyone a little bit of a lift. So, it's yeah. the typical let like, not you there for it's five minutes. Really minutes. Really <laughs> I think it detracts from the game not being able to have that kind of physicality, that aggression in it. Because yeah. you know, you're right, in this country we we absolutely love a tackle. The, the tackle you did against yeah. Man City in that first thirteen seconds. Oh, yeah, well, that's the in this game, no other country would consider that to be a fantastic piece of play, and it's one of those things that everyone who was at that game was just off him on the way out. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean that set, sets the tone, doesn't it? And we were on to win the game. I'm not saying that one is the game, but you kind of the old team talks before the game was kind of sound what someone saying. Obviously, a better team because we loved upsetting some of the big boys back then. And it's kind of who's going to get the first tackle, who's going to hit them, and it's kind of staring my way. You know, I'm like, go on, I'll take the round. Go on, go on, wind up the things he gets. You've convinced me. Don't find me if I get it wrong. That was it. I mean, you've got to do what you've got to do. We, you know, there's no better feeling than being one of the top four, six teams, whatever. You used to hate coming to play. There's no doubt about it. Sam loved getting one over Julian and Fergie and all those kind of people. Oh, yeah, that was especially, yeah, that was especially clear when Real Ferdinand named you as one of his most hated yeah. players. Yeah. Oh, absolutely against. not that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet shot. Same bucket as Leonardo Messi. Leonardo Messi should be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it was like someone who had, had said something similar, I think, ever recently. It said, like, oh, James, I can, deal with, most I can deal with Messi, but James Milner, oh, it's a yeah, yeah. nightmare. That's... How much of an attitude change was there in terms of a mentality going out, you know, trying to go in early doors between Allardyce to Megson to Coyle for you? Um, as, as a, in, in terms of the team? Or so so I, I know there was obviously a bit of a different style and yeah. different managers, but was there still that, um, you know, aggressive physical mentality to go out and be yeah. bolt and be awkward yeah, and try to rough up the big boys? I think so. I think you have to. I mean, you should be doing that for every game, really. But, you know, always when there's a big team coming, there's... The atmosphere around the place is a bit bigger. The lights are on. All you know, the, the evening games are always a bit special. I think I always enjoy playing in that. Kind of, you just it's easy to get up for, isn't it? That's to be yeah. honest, as a player when you play against them, or it's on TV or whatever. It's a big game. It's just it's just it's just a nice feeling to get one over them. On Arsenal, Liverpool, all those teams, Man City. Again. It's just I don't know. Managers, some managers will prepare differently. They'll go a bit more negative and maybe sit back because they don't want to lose. Sound sort of an opportunity to win. We would, ourselves against anyone at the time just get out on the front foot we're at home you know, let's have a go get in the faces get set pieces and we'll, we'll you know we'll, we'll do a job so it depends where you are in the league you know if you're struggling obviously we start to you know the mixing it was about staying in the league rather than trying to get into Europe and you have to change your game plan a little bit depending on where you are in the league as well sometimes do you think it was an opportunity missed not buying those players in was it the 2007 I think yeah that January is when Sam decided that yeah. he was going to go because we didn't really push for the Champions League I think so. I think that was the, the, the nail in the coffin for, for Sam, wasn't it, in terms of trying to match his ambition. I think, uh, you know, he's done all the maths, hasn't he? If we'd have finished fourth, uh, I mean, God, I'm not sure how Chen would have coped at the time. He's worried enough about playing in Europe because of the effect he can obviously have in terms of the Premier League status, the extra games, travelling. And I think that was a concern for the club at the time, saying we almost well, we don't want to qualify. And that's, you know, as fans look back at the times we had playing in Europe, it was amazing. Actually, obviously, sacrificed the run because we had to stay in the league in the end, which was disappointing. I think I was reading one of the articles from Ian Gunner earlier saying, you know, what could have been, you know, could we have stayed up and gone yeah. um, to, to, to Lisbon, which I remember not travelling, wanting to go, being left at home, and then losing to Wigan at the weekend. It seemed like, oh God, it backfired so yeah. on the manager. But at the end of the day, <coughs> excuse me, we stayed in the league, 
Mexican got his bonus, blah, blah, blah. He's on the Zampi, won't he? Just sort of on that topic with how things change with managers, <coughs> I've always wanted to be, like, as a fan, you just want to be a fly on the wall in the change room. And I've always sort of just wanted to know how the team talks differ, you know, between managers. You know, you must see him come in first day of training and you must think, well, this is different. You know, the talk is completely different. You know, what sort of the main features of a team talk that might change between managers? I think they all vary. I think, you know, people expect the team cups flying around and it's not very often you see that. I think unless you're having an absolute shocker, three or four nil down, it's... Been on the receiving end too many of those really in the half time after the game. The silent treatment's almost as bad, really. Yeah. Don't come in and give a stare, it's kind of head down, don't get eye contact. Yeah. You, you know when you're not yeah, really yeah. well. It wasn't my followers in over there. Throw one of the ball sides. Yeah, but I think um, I've only had a few of those over the, the past where you want players start dancing back and it's like the players will just go over and just sit and be quiet. Just yeah. get into that with the manager or assistant manager or someone. It's not the right time, just directly after a game, you know, calm down, watch the video back and just sort it out. The it's all about listening, I guess, isn't it? And then just taking yeah. it and just thinking, I better not back chat with you, because yeah, it's yeah. not going to end well. It's No, but we, you know, in general, the, you know, the team, if something needs sorting, you can almost sort it out yourselves as players anyway. It's, it's Captain Ivan calling meetings myself, just with the group, nothing to do with the staff, it's just like, yeah. you know, what's wrong, what do we need to work on, what, why are you not happy? And then we just have a go back and tell the manager this is what we're thinking. Yeah. If you can take it on board or not, you know, can we change this in training? Um, I think there was one time when I think we'd lost and said to him, call up the lads, you know, we're playing a lot of five sides, we're not really doing set pieces, can we do a bit more shape work? Yeah. Did it all, you know, it's quite superstitious over call for instance, he's wanted to do the same thing if we won every, the following week. That's the way it was. If you lose, then they'll change the tracksuits or suits. It's weird. You know, <laughs> yeah, I never noticed that. I know you, you, you hear a lot of stories though about Coyle and the training methods and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like Robbie Blake to be a tennis partner or something. <laughs> table <laughs> tennis, like. Yeah. But you know, I, I think we did. He changed it that following. We took it on board. And I think we beat. Um, I think it's when we beat Stoke Five. Yeah. Actually. So the following week, a bit more again. Yeah. But we kept the moment you lose, then you yeah. go back to what he did before. No, so it's actually, was, I think it was West Brom the week after. Yeah, so then you go back to. Five sides and a bit of this and that, you know. But listen, really, you have to make decisions, don't you? But in general, particularly in captain, you just try and go in and have a good relationship with all the managers. To be fair, would always be, you know, there's a problem there. I think we need to do this, or can yeah. you're like player liaison, yeah. Yeah. captain, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Been around and experienced enough to say, look, I think that's need to do this, or let's go and do some go karting, or you know, whatever yeah. it needs to be. Just, just this is what's going on. Take it on board. You say you had a good relationship with all the managers. Yeah. So is there, well, not all of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask. Did it, did it become abundantly clear at sort of I don't know around January time that you weren't going to be retained by Dougie Friedman? Um, wasn't clear because I mean it got to March obviously. Yeah, you know, there was things going on. I was in the team and out the team. It's just I think something wasn't quite right. Even from the first couple of weeks, I, got, I think his first game I might have scored late on and got a draw. Something I can't remember exactly. He, you know, after the game, he was kind of. This is the younger boys who were in there at the time. This is how the number nine plays. Well, in he's thirty-three, four, whatever it was. You know, I felt, oh, he's you know, actually rating me a little bit. New manager, a bit of confidence. confidence yeah. And then the following week, I think he, I was on the bench or something. I was like, what? Didn't yeah. understand it. And they didn't tell me. And I'd, whereas before, I would go in with the manager and say, look, I'm not going to play this yeah. game because I want to go for a bit of pace up front today against them, whatever it was. And you take it on, fine. And I said, so I said to my mum, you could have given me a heads up on your captain, just tell me why I'm not playing. And he's like, oh yeah, so you know, I always pick my team sort of three games ahead. I'm like, 
Yeah. <laughs> so even though I played really well for you in the first game, you were raving about me. Yeah, but I wanted to do this. I was like, I just didn't get it. I just didn't get it. I went as an excuse. I just didn't get it. You're not alone. I don't think anyone would. But it, 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 it came across as a lottery from an outside looking at it. I didn't stand it. I didn't stand it. And it kind of left you as a player never quite knowing where you stand. Yeah. You know, the training, you never know if you're playing, you, you know if you're going to be in the squad. And a lot of players just felt a bit lost, I think. You need to run in the team or understand the rotation if you want to do that. It's just communicating one on one. I was going to say that drop down at the end, obviously, championship level, was that sort of something that you sort of challenge, you know, you saw as a challenge, or were you a bit like, oh, I'm not sure, you know, I've played so long in the Premier League, you know. It's, I, I'd be mad if we'd have gone down yeah. to League One and obviously the boss I would have played. Yeah. You know, it's about the clubs, isn't it? Mm. You, know, you can only do what you do. Obviously, I was getting a bit older, I understand all that kind of thing. Um, I mean, Coyle, you know, the new contract I got, wanted to keep me here and keep me here, it was fine. He went and you know things changed. Whether my age was similar to, to Dougie's or what the, the problem was, I'm not too sure. Sometimes you know maybe saw people said he saw me as a bit of a threat, blah blah. blah. I couldn't tell. I just got on my job. There was accusations of me from him saying I'd down tools. I was you know, a bad influence with some of the players. I just wasn't quite into it really. I don't think um, anyone would. Well, well, that just couldn't happen. That's the thing. If you've been part of the furniture of the club yeah. for that long, you're not just sending in a down tools. No, it's not my reason, is it? No. I don't listen. Nobody likes not playing or being on the bench, but I was certainly not misbehaving. I just wasn't my style. We got to March time. Obviously, we had the meeting, the chairman, and he sat me and said, "Look, we're not going to give you a new deal." I said, "Obviously disappointed. Why? No real reason." Um, and I said, "Look, that, that's the way it's going to be. It'd be nice to finish on a high. Can we get to the playoffs and get promoted? That'd be great." And finishing it, that was the plan, and then it just went downhill from there. Yeah. Do you feel as if um, you could have made an impact in that Blackpool game? You know, he started Rob Hall, yeah, kind of yeah. thrown out to the Wolves, and then he wasn't even on the bench. Do you think like you could have made that difference? And got I'd, I'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah. I'd think so. I think his team selection was dodgy. I think he changed it after half an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was difficult to. I mean, I was basically told to stay away for the last two or three weeks. I was just sat home really, so I'm clearing my locker out and thinking this is the last time I'm going to be here really, and taking my stuff and just walking out. It's a bit sad. It's just not, not fair to be disrespected like that. I haven't been here for so yeah. long and then all of a sudden, just as if you're not wanted anymore. Yeah. And, and a very big call on his part to go against Absolutely. yourself when you've got the kind of good relationship with the fans that you do. I mean, and he was yeah. newish to the job. I, just I think thought, it, you know, beat people, beating people <coughs> on it almost immediately, didn't it? There was my, my thinking at the time was, you know, going for the playoffs, I'm not involved. You know, I remember Zach Love coming up and you know, being called up instead of me. Not a problem. And it's got to the point where he said, go away for the weekend, have a think and you know, decide how you want to go with it on the Monday. I said, well, I just want to keep training, yeah. trying to get back in the team. Bear in mind, the other, other players were saying, you shouldn't be playing. It's the way you train. I wasn't just sulking yeah. around. I was training really hard. I knew I should be in the squad, in the, in the 11, let them in the squad. And all the other players were saying, I said, what's going on? I said, well, it's just it's a breakdown in communication here. And he said, look, you don't need to, this. I said, look, if you don't want me around, you don't need the distraction of me going on with the club and whatever. Um, I'll just stay away. And that was he said, he was like, yeah, stay away. That was it. And you know, even Sadly, when he said I wasn't getting the contract, yeah, yeah, he was awful. When I found out I wasn't getting the contract, I think it was my birthday as well. Um, I said, well, so, I said, I said, look, keep it quiet. I don't. I just keep getting. Mm. On. I don't want it coming out in the media. And within a few hours, I think he was out. I didn't release any statements. And it came out, and again, it was just like a bit of a panic for a few days, and it just uh, it was the best for me just to, to get out of the way. I think and agreed. So. And then it all went downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had such a great opportunity that was just blown. I mean, 
the team you're right, team selection against Blackpool wasn't great, but it was before that, the, the Leicester game as well, playing playing Butterfield instead of Sam Ricketts when we'd done literally nothing wrong. Yeah. And you know, the, the game was almost away from us before we could even do anything about it. Just and we no one understood the selection a lot of the time. And that's, that's been just, a problem for I a just saw the club, I mean he came in and obviously this I'm not I moved on and went to Preston had two great years there and I loved the club and promotion people got the promotion. It was, it was, you know, I remember the day I left after the game I felt on my shoulders had dropped and I just wanted to be away from it to be honest. I wasn't enjoying it in the end. And obviously the way doing the, the lap of the honour at the end and Mr. Garnsang came past me and shaking my hand and it's kind of yeah. really after 10, 10 years, you know, it's a bit yeah. much. Yeah, you were, we, we, well, I think most of the fans wanted you to be due a testimony as well, but never came to anything in the end, did it? Not really, no. I think got, I've got permission to, to have one. I think there was a, a bit of a conversation with Ken Anderson two and a half, maybe. It was a meeting call anyway, and it lasted about five minutes. He walked off and he said, You're having a meeting with an answer. That's not surprising. I was left with the, the Suzanne over at the, the hotel chatting, and I thought, Really? Yeah, but most of our Twitter questions are around the testimonials. Do you think with the new regime it could be a possibility in the future? Potentially. Potentially. Obviously, I'm a bit further away than I was, but things were put in place. Obviously, I've got all UC's details. I've Andrew Dean, who's still here, does amazing work. Um, we had we start to put things in, in place, how we would structure in terms of bringing all the, I asked all the players at the time, everyone would come back. Whether we would have a separate game or a game before a game, it was kind of we'd start put the wheels in motion with it. So you never know. Um, so I think things are quite fresh here still. There's other priorities, I'm sure, with the club, and that's the most important thing. So maybe when it settles down, and give it give it a few months. Yeah, 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 yeah. the, the feel good aspect of the Legends game that they had um, just before the League One season, I think that honestly gave people a massive boost, that, which is why we started the season so well. So that this would be the kind of thing yeah. to I think bring people back, get some interest. I think so. I don't think I'm on. You know, I don't think I'm by myself. I don't think some of the players got the send off they deserved. Yeah, I don't think Gardner's got his There's a lot more than me that felt, you know, again not deserving, but would like to. have Done something a bit different, and they would like to come back and yeah. um, see, spend a bit of time at the club again, and put a game on. I'm sure, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a problem in terms of getting the players to come back. I'm sure they want to come back. It's great to hear that everyone would, though. You know, still oh, yeah. wish it. You know, willing to, to be able to do that. You know, and obviously it was all about the the players rather than you know it doesn't matter who. I think they would now. I mean, obviously, as I said, things have changed now. It was always you know Campo and Stelios and Ricardo. I know they found it really difficult. As I said before to even getting any access to the club and it was kind of it pushed you off a little bit in terms of wanting to actually come back and help isn't it when you've been you know, treated a bit like that it's, listen it's new ownership and it's, a, uh, it's something that the club club can probably yeah. try and do whether they come back and go around the lounge for a game I'm, I'm trying to get camp over this weekend actually but he's he keeps tweeting and saying he wants to come. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The best thing for me to do is come to Bolton. I'll let <laughs> you do that. Yeah, I'll get him in next time but yeah. Just, it, yeah, he'll definitely Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, we're carrying on this positive vibe, I have to ask, how did it feel to score against Bayern Munich? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good because I've not scored in Europe as well, so... Um, not a bad way to open the account. Yeah, <laughs> not a bad way. The stadium was just amazing, we went the day before and trained and it was just like, wow, it's just... Obviously when the draw came out, just a massive buzz for all the players yeah. and just couldn't wait to get there really. Um, so yeah, again, a bit of a, we had a few changes in the squad and things, one eye on the, on the league, etc. But yeah, just a, a 
amazing games. Yeah, and was the adjustment to travelling across Europe compared to just doing domestic games there? Was that a difficult transition to do? Or? No, I think we did it pretty well. I think we... Certainly the first season where we go. Yeah, we, we travelled well. Was, rather than travelling back, you know, where we were playing three or four hours away, rather than travelling back and getting middle of the night, we used to stay. We'd do mm. our kind of warm down. There in the morning, yeah. And then we would travel back or stay for a couple of days. And I think we did one time where we flew straight into London on the Saturday. Yeah. Played Arsenal, Chelsea, and picked up a result. Yeah. So we we kind of dealt with it pretty well. Mm. So Sam was clever in terms of preparation and recovery. A couple of days away. You know, yeah, because there's a lot more that goes into it, the logistics of it, and everything. Yeah. It's all part of the yeah. setup, isn't it? I think so. in general we did pretty well. Mm. Yeah. With, with with following games, we did okay. I think because I know you hear you know sort of in modern day old managers like Klopp and Pep are all complaining now that the players are too knackered and too many games. Yeah, and it's a game. situation where they finished seventh and then obviously last year struggled yeah. a little yeah. bit to do. Yeah. And you're thinking you've got millions, you've got logistics people, you've got no. people literally assigned to dealing with that. Yeah. Surely. I think the Europa one's an interest. If you offered it to any of the teams outside the top six yeah. at the start of the season in the Premier League, I'm not sure if that many would take it. If which is such a shame because from a fans perspective we love being able to do this yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are we, I mean, we knew how hard it was to qualify and that was brilliant and then we just looked forward to the draws you know mm-hmm. Atletico Madrid all these games Amazing, played, yeah. and that was a insane yeah, yeah. night <laughs> <Marseille, laughs> yeah. did well enough we were robbed I'm going to Red Star yeah I'm going to be able to say it until Arsenal did it only beating Red Star, the only interesting yeah. team in my life, not bad. <laughs> yeah, they were, were brilliant times. Like even fans coming over, we'd go for walks and all the fans would be in the pubs and wherever we were, <laughs> sunny beach or it was, it? 50p a pint or whatever. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> you have to pay for a pint. <laughs> <laughs> I was in any self-respect in get their wallet out in there. I was a bit young to be doing European nights when I was in because I was probably at school the next day, but the closest I got to doing that was I'd gone on the Athens pre-season trip. Phil Gartz had arranged that through family, but um, you know, I was there for like the whole week. You know, senior training, and then goes yeah. to the match, and I was on the bus to Af- uh, to the play AK Athens. Um, you know, that was some setup, and you sort of got to see all the behind the scenes stuff. It was, yeah, yeah, it was an incredible setup you had. You know, and eating together all your pre meals and everything. It was, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it was quite like, fascinating. Right, but... right. I mean, I said before we were given every opportunity to succeed because of all the different departments we were all sort of kind of headhunted and we were all brought in. And obviously, when Sam left, most of those got jobs yeah. in Chelsea. Mike Ford was amazing, he was over in the States now with NFL stuff and we had incredible staff, the, the physios, all, you know, people from Asia would come and all these new techniques in terms of getting us recovered and ready for the next game, it was brilliant, we were, we were, we were spoiled but yeah. it was a good opportunity. Yeah. And I bet you had quite a bit of say in that as well, you know, being captain you could then arrange right what the, what the team was doing then and whatever, you know, you, you sort of controlled what, what the players wanted to do yeah, at that yeah, point. It was, yeah. The current therapy wasn't... The chamber up at Exton, we had was kind of getting a few plays in there, was tough, but yeah, <laughs> pushing them along yeah. into it, encouraging yeah. it. But it's it's a long term benefit, isn't it? We, because a lot of the big signings that were made, they were sort of people who were going into their 30s or whatever, and the fact that they managed to turn them out game in, yeah. sort of week in, week out, shows that the team behind the team was obviously doing good work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were, you know, it's changed slightly now in terms of recovery. Some people, you know, coming Sunday after Monday off, but it's all, it's all relative if it's working and you stick to it. but yeah, we were, we, were, we were given every opportunity to, to do well. Um, I think you know, the second half of my career where Wenger came in, it became more professional. Back in the day, it was turning up at quarter to ten, training for an hour, go down the pub, really. It was yeah. Literally that, now it's kind of, you know, you're getting pre-training, pre- you know, the foreign players would come in, and the English boys would be like, I'm in the gym before training, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Stretching off and getting one of that. 
I'm sure you are, it's done. Yeah, that's yeah, the influence that they're the, playing table tennis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's good. And I, you know, I played some 38, probably for another year. I think you know, players are probably going to play on. You see, for instance, could have played to probably 50 the way he looks at him, so. You see Darren Murphy now, it's 36, probably one of the first lads going out to the We seem to have a, a tradition of, you know, having like sort of that top end, top bracket of players, you know, going towards the end of the careers and yet they still manage to perform at such high level. It's, you know, it's probably coming to, to the physio team and all right, sorts to keep them in, in good shape. But um, I think, you know, saying the uh, the influence that the senior players had in that squad at the time and, you know, if push games shoved, then you'd sort of get the, the international players doing it. And I think... Sort of that's what the fans would be looking for now. Obviously, Keith and David Flickoff come in, done a great job, but in summer it was all up in the air as who was coming in. You talk about coaching, and I think everyone sort of wanted a, a two case reunion. Yeah, I, know, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> was, there ever an approach, <laughs> was there ever an approach from Bolton at all? No. Would it be? No. And to be fair, I never applied for the job. Um, there's a couple of times where um, you know, I would have come in and helped you know, with the coaching and, yeah. when I was around. Um, but no, not at the time, there's never any offers at all, really. No, so. I was very surprised that Kevin Nolan's still out of work as a manager. Mm. So, I mean, there was a big sort of push, wasn't there? Everyone got excited on that oh, soccer no. everything, wasn't there? No. And, and that's the thing, Keith Hill was probably the massively sensible choice, especially with yeah, the yeah. But there was sort of that sentimental aspect, certainly from my part, we'd think, well, if Kevin Nolan came into contact, it's probably I think it'd be it'd interesting to see how, how he would have done. If he goes back in, he did well in his first year of counselling and then struggled a bit. But well, I think he'll go back in, and again, he was. Someone so young when I came, he was just already a leader. Really, he was already a big, big part of that dressing room. Um, probably, I, you know, probably the best captain I've, I've played under. Actually, just uh, commanded that respect. And for someone so young, he was, he was kind of a bit different, really. But he was, uh, he was, he was good in there. Um, did all the right things. Called me at the right times. Bear in mind, there were some big characters in there as well. Um, I mean, you shared the armband with Gary Speed as well at the time yeah. as well, didn't you? I mean, obviously that's, you know, it's. Yeah. it's Really sad yeah, it was sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Player he was another top lad who came. Who was fit as a fiddle again. The way he trained, the way he pushed himself in the gym at his age, the stats that he always covered were as good as someone who was twenty-one. He was just credit to the way he was as a, as a good pro, really. Mm -hmm. so, people at Newcastle say that you know the start of their little decline was when he left. It was yeah. sort of you know the big characters like him and Shearer started to go. And then all fell apart. Yeah. but you know to our benefit. It's hard to cool. this is hard to. Was it a bit of a shock to the system for you when you got the captaincy after the moment sort of went to Newcastle? Yeah, I remember the sort of conversations, there was a bit of, Gary Mexican was having a bit of a laugh saying, do you want a kind of thing? He said, yeah, I'm going to take it. The natural choice. Oh, go on then. didn't go to a vote or anything like you know, some, some people do now. But, well, yeah. Yeah. That worked out well, didn't no, it? People shy away from the captaincy now, but I, I just don't understand yeah, why. It's because of the pressure. I mean, if you talk about the grab the jacket situation, I mean, it clearly it messes with your head if you're not properly strong enough to be able to deal with it. Yeah, I think for me personally, I just loved it. I think the first game at Spurs showed that. Fantastic. Yeah. Two goals and just, you know. Yeah, there was no like teething period when you first got it. To yeah, yeah. It just no, I just, I just, I'm just proud of it. It's just, I think it's the right time, the right, and with the right age. Um, I just love the responsibility. What came with it in terms of yeah, you and you matured yeah, 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 being able to you know, pass things on. It's just the, the role as a whole. I just really enjoyed the responsibility of it, and um, you know, I just felt really proud in every time I put the armband on. Really, it was again going back to Dougie when we played Blackburn here. He was, he, I wasn't playing at the time. I got called into the office. I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to be in the stands or something. Yeah. He said, right, you're playing. I'm like, brilliant. 
And he sort of turned around and went, That's the response I want to know. No, he didn't. <laughs> Not planned at all. But yeah, no, I just said, I'm not going to play for my captain. I'll be captain until. If you tell me I'm not captain, then it's your decision, but it's, it's not the deal. Absolutely. One thing I've always wanted to ask you, I think we're going to get on to the Twitter question. question there, but one thing I've always wanted to ask you, we play in the cup run that you have at Chesterfield at the yeah. start, scored a hat trick yeah. against us. Was there ever any kind of approach then? No. To, uh, to no, no. Not at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just seems strange considering we did we offered the exact same thing to Tom Eves when he did it. This, 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 this is my point. I mean, I've, I've got, he's doing all right now, isn't he, Tom Eves? But you know, I think we didn't want to make that same mistake again because that more important a bit of an oversight to no, no. <laughs> given what's happened. Since. No, I think you know there's only really um, Southampton that that came in at the end of that season, so uh, there was no other sort of concrete offers to put us all behind you off, anyway. Yeah, that's a shame. I mean, the last question I sort of had from a personal point of view before you get on to the sweet questions was. Current situation at Bolton, obviously everything that happened in summer, obviously a massive shame to see it change over the last ten years, you know, and what sort of happened to it. You know, I mean, obviously everyone's ecstatic that it survived and stuff like that. I mean, you know, what would it have meant to you if it if it had gone? You know, I mean, the connection that you had was valuable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was certainly worrying times for for everyone concerned. You know, if you phone calls at the time with staff that, that I know they're still here and they were all, you know, really upset and concerned about it. But you sort of yeah, was, just felt a bit helpless, didn't you? As if like, yeah, I can't just watch this happen. You do, you do. Well, I think um, you felt almost angry at the way that Ken had sort of just left it to rot. Really. I mean, he was never here, was he? You know, when I came back, it was actually who was running the club. It was like no one was accountable for what was going on. Um, and it was just disgusting, really, to see. But just, I think it's just, there's a bit more optimism around the place now, isn't yeah, there? I think you know, Keith and Flit has been local. They're putting that enthusiasm and energy which rubbing off. And the fans can see, you know, from afar, you know, I watch all the videos and reports and listen to what's going on and stuff, and everyone just seems to be just trying to reconnect, you know, going doing the community things. It's got to be done. It's a, it's a massive part of the, the responsibility as players and managers to get out there and do all those kind of things because for, for the last few years, I've just felt the fans have just been treated really poorly. I mean, I'm sure you've sort of kept an eye on when the youngsters first started out at the start of the season. Was there anyone that you sort of likened yourself to in that? I mean, obviously Eddie Brown coming through the ranks, stuff like that. Yeah. Could, could you ever see them, you know, emulating you at all? With, you know, do you have any on your radar? Or I think, you no, I think they're going to go somewhere. I've not managed to, to watch. I've, I think they played on Sky a few weeks ago. So yeah, Blackpool. Yeah. So, you know, just watching and reading the reports, you know, trying to get bits on YouTube here and there, but it seems like even though they were losing heavily, the fans were right behind them, which was nice. Yeah. Oh, they always uh, are. Just to put a bit of pride back in the shirt. And Absolutely. It was a difficult, it's a difficult ask of them for being so young. I mean, they were what, 16, 17, 18 yeah, yeah. thrown in at the deep end a little bit. But they did all right first couple of games. And, yeah. then just, and then that's what happened with Doncaster. We were just like, no, no more. No, more. <laughs> <laughs> no but I think, you know, hopefully the, you know, the academy and all those, the, there's no doubt about it. It's going to fall out with the academy and, first team over the over a period of time I think that needs to get back together. Absolutely. Yeah. It'd be great to see part of it. Yeah, just, just after be, you know, the training, just just integrate it all down there so they get yeah. an opportunity to, to go into the first team because no doubt about it they're gonna to need to have one or two players coming through over the next few years in terms of finances.
Good stuff. Right, okay. Twitter we'll questions. We'll move on to some Twitter questions that people have submitted. So first up, it's uh, at Matt Clough, who uh, wrote the biography for Lofty. He's uh, asking, I would love to know these memories of being uh, asked to model for that statue. Yeah, again, obviously carrying his coffin and all those kind of things were yeah, emotional to do. I think um, to do that, it was, yeah, just, again, just proud to, to be asked to really. And then apparently we're a similar size and whatnot, and like a similar <laughs> play style. You've got a few more goals than me, obviously, but. Um, did you get much chance to speak with that while you were playing? Not or? much, only a couple of passes passing by in the ground really after games or uh, before games and stuff, so not, not didn't meet him too many times now, but uh, yeah, the statue thing was interesting, just uh, going to one of the suites of Pearson where it was just a, a round podium with about, I don't know, about 300 marks around it and literally standing on it with a pair of pants on and a ball and changed it. Actually, took a picture, changed it, and went all the way around to about four hours. <laughs> not being able to move, it was kind of um, a long process, but I think it's a uh, good result. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good, yeah. Did it um, feel like it was kind of destined that you were going to get to the cup final that the year he passed yeah. away? Yeah, it did, yeah. yeah. That was the, the tough one to take, that one. I think uh, it's close to come to point. I think, uh, I think the FA Cup's always, I've, I've, I've always had a, a love affair with the FA Cup. See, Southampton missed out on the squad, semi-final Chesterfield, and the semi-final was, was tough. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that game back either. It was just... No, 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 I just choose to go with the 5 nil against Stortland and beat them out. That was nice. Yeah, it was disappointing, I think. It would be nice to to get to the final and know it was quite going to happen, but yeah, it was a good team. At BDUFC, Flack has asked, who was your favourite post Allardyce strike partner? We're listing this like post. Give me some league. Some uh, let's say Daniel Sturridge. Yeah. yeah. Ivan Kosnic. Oh, yeah. Klaus was top lad, yeah. Um, yeah. Armando was yeah, post that last wasn't yeah. it? Mm, not gonna go with Armando, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Duke. Yeah, no, it wasn't we can't say now. Yeah, in the no. championship, I think this this was a thing we, we couldn't understand why you went inside because I think the strikers instead were Sordell, Craig Davis, yeah, yeah, Sordell yeah. and Gog. I think he'd done his shoulder, hadn't he? Dabbed and Gog. He did, yeah. yeah. So you think there you go, I'm gonna come in and Destiny's kind of made an opening, but still now. Um, but I've probably, probably Daniel Sturridge was probably the best player. I think his yeah. his quality. He reminded me of, of an Elka a, a lot in the way he could just drop the shoulder and change the left foot, right foot. He was uh, he was a class act. Um, so in terms of the quality, we beat him. Probably, yeah. uh, he's also asked another question: Who is uh, you feel was the most underrated player during your time at Bull? Um Probably go Kevin Nolan, just in terms of the chat we've had with England and things. I think um, as a captain, as a player, just he's clever the way he got into positions. And um, I'd probably say him. Uh, I'm going to ask one. Uh, what, <laughs> what was it like? Um, what was Mario Giardel like in training? Because apparently John Waters was on a podcast recently and he said that he, he couldn't move, you know, as slow as anything, but yeah. like he still had that clinical yeah, finish. Yeah, in yeah he was a good finisher. The old toe bunger. He, <laughs> <laughs> he was he was a he was interested. I think uh, a bit, bit strange as a character. Um, we'd be in the gym and he'd go in and put a DVD on of his 150 goals or whatever he'd scored. Whoever he was, and he'd be like, is that your twin brother? <laughs> 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 That was more than the most prized with the goals against Walsall in the cup, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember, I think he came on and 
at Portsmouth um, for me he made his debut I think and he was carrying a bit of weight at the time wasn't he and whatnot but he was he was odd around the dressing room he was funny but he was a little bit odd yeah. some of the workouts some of them don't work out <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was interesting yeah. he scored some cracking goals by the way he took it on DVD uh, at Trotter Tenzo, uh, the lieutenant who also writes for the line of Vienna has asked uh, which player did you have the most chemistry with do you feel um, probably Kevin Nolan mm-hmm. I think we just had he was kind of given that little role just behind where he could just gamble uh, and take up good position so we just seemed to have a really good understanding and he set me up for that goal in, in Munich I'd love to see the stats on that I'm sure you would as well like goals yeah. and assists between yeah. each other there was just such a natural link up it was, between yeah. 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 I just think it was it's Kind of relationship we got on very really well yeah. um, in training socially. Uh, Nicky on some people we each had a nice um, friendship there as well, which which would help. So I can tear that onto the picture of you, and you can see the way you look back at. I always look at the celebrations of teams. You can really see like if the dressing was really together and we were just all in together, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you still see much of them nowadays, or is it occasionally just on the media circuit a little bit every now and then? Um, I'm gonna tell you quite a bit. I mean, can they, so. <laughs> it still looks the same, but just hopefully he'll get, he'll get back in. I'm sure he's you know, one or two opportunities to go back in and manage and be the right one, hopefully, for him. Yeah. 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 Do you enjoy your TV punditry work when you get a chance to do it? Is that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. I think um, obviously the, the managing, I didn't do any because I wanted to focus on managing, and then I've done the move to Dorset uh, last August, and then I'm just getting to let people know I'm available to do a bit more. So I've been quite busy doing some MLS games. Um, was a bit Premier League productions on Wednesday, Thursday, I think it was doing it. I had to be my best 11 team. Um, Champions League next week. I've got an Amazon TV thing on Monday, so it's quite it varied. It keeps it interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so just doing the usual BT sports and all these kind of things. It's uh, it's good. I was with Steve Bauer on, on Wednesday. These guys are you know, brilliant at what they do and stuff. They performed with Clive Tilsley, who's a bit of a week for the first time. And, you know, he's, I've been doing it for four or five years now, so I'm quite comfortable doing it. And, uh, it it's good to see you doing it, though, because it, it's nice to have someone who actually knows the ins and outs of the club uh, doing it, as know. opposed to... Exactly. Rob Rodney getting Keith Andrews back into the sky. He's in the rough, is he? It's a little niche for it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. Bit of variation. Okay, and uh, finally, Matt Woods asked, uh, how did you rate Nakata against the other superstars we had at the time? Uh, yeah, good player, I think... Um, you know, he came with his entourage, didn't he? His stylist and hair people. He had all these people around him. Well, he's actually uh, Japanese fan as well. Yeah. Before, no, he was good. He was, he was, he was, you know, he's a big name. Um, probably didn't play as much as he probably would have liked, I think. Uh, but we had such great players as well. And he was, uh, he was a good player, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, well, fantastic. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. We're going for today. Yeah, I mean, you've seen the team. I think we've got a decent shout yeah. right, right in Melinda the back. So oh, <laughs> I'm a bit, you know, well, what's your prediction? familiar with a lot of the players, so nice just to see. I mean, to, to throw a team together so quickly yeah. and become some results. Hopefully, they'll bond. And, and you said you said it was a Blackpool game. I mean, Bridcar being lost in about 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. I thought he played well. The battle well. Um, I was quite impressed by you know the fitness levels and the way he, he had a go. This team's only been together every week, so yeah. yeah. What, what's your shout for today? Um, we're going for a home win, two one. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we like to do. Against Joey Barton. Oh, that'd be great. And last thing, you got. What do you think for the rest of the season? What's your prediction for bottom for the rest of the season? I don't season? know. I think um, it's, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be hard, isn't it? It's not for, you know, yeah. Enjoy it for what it is. But I think if you can get into the positive figures, the teams aren't doing so well above them. You know, MK Dons, Tramia, they're struggling. Ten games, I think. So if you can get a bit of momentum, 
be great. Start pouring in, you never know, but it's going to be tough. But hopefully, we'll give it a go. It's going to be tough, but if it's not, if it's next year and you need to, just keep building. So we'll still be in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For our yeah, sins. Some new grounds yeah. to go and visit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 doing the coverage for us. Yeah. 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 No, it'd be great to have you back on again soon. No, but uh, no, thank you very much for joining yeah. us. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, no, thank you very much. Cheers, Okay, cheers.